Welcome once again to the Lowdown with the Chelan County Sheriff's Office. It's Thursday, July 28, 2022. I'm your host, Randy Rhodes, along with Chelan County Sheriff Brian Burnett. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Well, a new report is out tracking crime in the state of Washington, violent crimes to car theft to uh, drug arrests uh, dating 1980 through 2021. And we're here to talk about some of the highlights and some of the information in that report. And Brian, where do you want to start on this? Well, first of all, the information we're going to be talking about today, Randy, is uh, it's a data collection from all our agencies around Washington state. And that information is tabulated and put out in a report by the Washington Association of Sheriffs and Police Chiefs. And uh, there isn't some there's some very interesting numbers uh, that we're going to be talking about today. So let's start with uh, the violent crimes, murder stats. Right. I mean, I'm going to look over here and look to some of my numbers, though. Obviously, the <laughs> uh, what do we see? Uh, I'm going to touch on this, too. But violent crimes up 12.3 percent uh, with murders up 5.9 robberies up at 10 percent and aggravated assaults up 15.4 percent, Randy. But I think one of the things you need to know um, that that's on 2021. And I think the numbers were even higher. Uh, I think there's some numbers here we'll, we'll touch on from the year before. But if you were to look at the graph uh, on our number of murder rates all the way from 1980 to 2021, is it, it actually dipped pretty low in and around uh, 2010-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, and it started kind of bouncing its way above and below the 200 mark. So averaging 200 murders per year. And then something happened around late 2019 and 2020, and it spiked uh, from 201 to uh, 325 in 2021. That's a massive increase um, in just a couple of years. And that was uh, right around COVID time. Do you see any tie in with, with, you know, people being uh, cooped up at home and things like There's that. There's some restlessness and yeah. a lo- I would call it even a lawlessness um, that we've seen tracking uh, coming on uh, in the last couple of years, Randy. Um, but as we let's touch on some of these other things, I mean, you know, the, they talk about the crime is statistically down uh, due to 78.8 percent decrease in identity theft, unemployment cases from state employment pandemic claims in 2020 and 60.9% decreases in drug offenses. And that's, and that's specifically due to the Blake decision. Um, So basically there's, there's, they're just not being charged. They're getting drug referrals to self-report to a drug addiction rehabilitation program. And so, and obviously 73.6% drop in drug arrest. So that's kind of a no brainer, but hate crimes are up 26.5%. Uh, to what they 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 reported 592 incidents statewide. Vehicle thefts were up 27.3 percent, um, and this is an interesting one. Vehicle part theft up was 100 uh, percent. I think a lot of that had to do with catalytic converters um, and the metals and different things that that people were going in. We heard reports of people literally coming out in the morning and someone had taken a sawzall and cut the catalytic converter right out from underneath their vehicle. Just crazy things going on. And all the time on this, Randy, uh, we have commissioned officer staff down 4.4% statewide. 
Um, I, I know that our agency is down. I think we're down probably about 8% uh, out of 58 commission positions. Uh, we're looking to fill six. Uh, we got backgrounds and um, testing and interviews going on uh, almost weekly around here. And so we're very busy trying to fill those positions. But as we talk to our neighboring agencies and agencies around the state, um, it's a trend, not just nationally, but statewide, uh, that the labor pool is slightly down and agencies are trying to get positions filled as attrition and people retire and different things going on. So these statewide numbers, do we here in Chelan County, do we even come close to mirroring this with car theft and the drug numbers, uh, the violent crimes? Right. We'll be looking at our, our crime percentages, whether it increased or decreased from 2021 to 2022. So I don't have those numbers in front of me, um, but it definitely appears uh, that theft cases are going. And you have to remember um, theft cases can kind of trend in a, an area. And you have to remember, especially in Chelan County. So we have a high number of what we call vacation re, uh, rentals. Um, people are coming to the mountains. They have their cabin. Uh, it's a, it's a secondary home, whether that's a rental or the, whether that's just a home that they come in uh, and, and, and bring their family and friends to, um, when those places are vacant, uh, we tend to get a rash or string of burglaries where people are breaking into those homes, uh, and, and taking valuable items from them. Uh, we also have our trailheads, uh, would we get a lot of cars and people parking? And so we have a lot of vehicle prowls. So when someone breaks into a car unlawfully and then steals items from that, and there's always a, 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 a lot of stuff we talk about there. But one, um, you know, the recommendation actually is to leave your car unlocked and ab leave absolutely nothing inside of it. Uh, but if you have to leave items inside, certainly put them in and out of sight uh, so they're not not uh, the, that dangling that lure in front of the person that's looking to steal or break your window and enter your into your vehicle to take those items. Um, and then again, as we were talking about the vacation homes. And then what happens there is we see this trend of uh, uptick of burglaries and crimes, and it's usually related to one or two individuals that are doing a series of those crimes. And that could be somebody that's from our area that lives here. And it also, but also we see groups of people come over and target our area and they'll be coming from maybe the west side of the Cascade Mountains. And they come over, you know, once or twice a week and they hit. So we see these series of burglaries and vehicle prowls a lot of uh, personal property theft occurring. And then it's interesting uh, as we work those cases and we make an arrest, put somebody in custody, how you'll see that decline and almost go flat for a while until somebody else steps in, takes our place, or that individual that has a long history of criminal behavior gets out of jail and starts up their criminal activity again. Now, Brian, when it comes to vehicle theft, are there some things we can do and be aware of? A lot of people have to park their car, say, in front of their apartment building or in front of their house. They don't have a garage or covered parking. And again, you do mention a good point of not keeping valuables within plain sight. Ah, look, an iPhone. I'm going to get it. <laughs> you know. Right. And most people don't leave their phones in uh, for a long term uh, time frame. It's usually uh, I parked in front of the house. I ran in real quickly. 
maybe it's winter time and, and you got to get that vehicle warmed up and thawed out and it's out in front of your, um, and we've seen them all cases. It could be parked right in front of your house on a private driveway and it could be parked out on the public street, uh, you know, directly in front of your home as well. And so obviously if you got a second set of keys, if you have to have it running, um, try to get that locked. Uh, if you don't have a, a backup key, I recommend that you get that so you can do those type of things. Could be the same way in really hot weather, which we have hitting us this week, is that you need to go out and you need to cool your vehicle down because you can't even sit on the leather seats. They're so hot. Um, so it's the same thing. Make sure you lock that vehicle while you're, while you're warming up or cooling that vehicle down. Um, the other thing is this something that's so common is, is people, and a lot of times this is in the farm industry, um, people leave the, the keys in the vehicle and, you know, they need different people need to access that. Uh, and so if you can please uh, remove the keys from your vehicle, try to keep your vehicles locked at all times when not in use is definitely something uh, that's a, a, a big deterrent from stealing your motor vehicle, especially in today's um, general specs for auto theft deterrence that they have for normal things uh, within installed on vehicles uh, that most people don't have the knowledge or the technical where to, to actually, uh, I guess, um, manipulate and steal your vehicle without keys. Obviously a more of a professional minded criminal that has that training uh, would probably be able to manipulate a system and do such. But generally speaking, remove the keys and your car will still be in the morning. I don't think we're hot wiring cars like a 63 Chevy could be hot wired, that kind of thing. You know, it's a little more complicated now, but I wanted to mention these um, remote starts that a lot of cars come stock with, or you can get an aftermarket and you remotely start the car, the doors remain locked. And even if you uh, don't have the doors locked, as soon as you step on the gas to put it in gear, it'll die. So that's a good safety feature on those. So you'd have to have your electronic key or your key access with you to be able to drive that vehicle away while it's running. Correct. Yes. I had a question and I don't know if this is kind of out there, but I know the legislation has brought down the drug arrests. Is there any correlation with, I guess, the petty drug arrests with the legalization of pot? Well, I'm not sure exactly what you mean by that because uh, marijuana use in Washington state is legal. It's obviously not supposed to be in public areas, but at the same time, uh, you know, uh, what you'd see is officers maybe doing a report and forwarding that up. But generally speaking, you're not going to see those, what we would call old school, traditional misdemeanor drug uh, arrest just aren't going to be happening. And on your dangerous drugs, what we would have normally called a felony, an unlawful possession of a controlled substance. So heroin, uh, methamphetamine, cocaine, uh, other um, Schedule Three drugs, narcotics would, would classify into. Um, now, again, under the new uh, changing of our drug laws, um, I think it's 5476 that went into effect, is that uh, you, the officers are actually going to go in. Uh, you might confiscate and take that drug as evidence, but you're going to give that person a drug referral so basically a self-reported, here's resources. This is what recommended for you to check yourself into treatment uh, and, and go to different uh, potential programs for drug addiction. And then with the third violation being where you could charge them. And again, that's just a misdemeanor 
crime. I know on the legislative alert for WASPIC, again, Washington Associations of the Sheriffs and Police Chiefs, is that the legislators that are pushing for any type of change reference drug enforcement and drug laws are adamant on specifically on the Democratic side of the House and the Senate, because they're the majority, is that they are not interested in having uh, any type of drug possession be a felony and it would only be a misdemeanor crime. Well, what I was getting at is you don't have Joe Schmo out selling pot on the street because you can go to the store and get it now. Well, I think there's still some small, uh, uh, I guess, backdoor uh, markets um, that's that's off the grid yeah. doing that, but not, probably not in a large scale. Uh, there still are some that are avoiding, uh, I guess, the permitting and the growing standards and those things and also avoiding taxes that are still probably growing uh, marijuana illegal. But here's the deal. It's not legal in a lot of other states across America. And so many people are still trying to have an illegal marijuana grow. They're growing that marijuana in large quantities. They're processing, processing, packaging, and then taking that across the state line where they can make big money and sell it as an illegal drug. So the market's still there. Um, and so you just have to remember, it's never going to be completely done. But at the same time, it's definitely a different field than what it was uh, a few years back before uh, legalizing marijuana. OK, so back to this Waspec report on mm-hmm. crime and trends in crime. Where do you want to continue on that, Brian? Well, I think that it's just an overall thing to say crime is up and uh, in, in, in quite a big way. Um, and so we need to look at things locally to say, how, what are we going to do to reduce that crime? Uh, we don't want to just keep it from going up. We want to reduce it because we saw large increases. We want to bring those. We want to reduce that and bring it back down. What's much more manageable because um, it does pay a high. It's a high price to you, the citizens, to the taxpayer. Um, so we need to be thinking outside of the box as law enforcement officials and agencies to see how can we fight this trend as we see it upticking up. And one of them is let's continue to do good legislation, good model policy. And again, I hate to just keep banging this drum, but it's a fact that over the 20, the last couple of years, legislators have uh, wreaked havoc and, and created chaos within our state and they haven't done us well and they haven't served the citizens well. And so we need to find a fix and they need to step up and they need to be part of that solution. I don't believe it's law enforcement's uh, sole responsibility to find the solution when legislatively they have wreaked this, uh, what I call havoc and chaos. Any final thoughts on the report that you'd like to relay to our uh, citizenry? Right. Uh, we'll actually uh, put this on the sheriff's office webpage. It'll be accessible to the public. I think it's some great information. Uh, it's got some good graphs in there and some percentages uh, for you to go in and seeing what's trending. And again, some of these reports go all the way back to 1980. So you can see the trend coming up, especially in our violent crimes uh, with the murder rates and different things um, and stuff. And I, I think it's just a great way to get a feel on uh, potentially what we're looking for, what we're looking at and what we have potentially to face in the future. And it's and, and it's the call to action. I'm going to say it's your call to action. Law enforcement is just a piece of the pie, a piece of the puzzle and the solution to fighting crime. Um, but we need you as a citizen to step up, to let your voice be heard, 
contact your legislators, let them know what you like, let them know what you don't like, and make those recommendations to say, not here, not now, not in our backyard. Let's let's make a fix. Let's find some solutions. That's actually long-term solutions uh, for fighting crime. Ryan, another hot weekend is upon us. Uh, Going to be busy on the, in particular, the Wenatchee River and the Icicle. Let's talk safety. We don't want to lose any more. No. And so we just had a group meet this this last week uh, in Leavenworth, and we talked about uh, water safety, water rescue, basically fresh water river drownings that we see happen way too often in Chelan County and all around our region and in the state of Washington. Uh, but we were able to meet up in uh, the city of Leavenworth uh, and representation from the sheriff's office. We had the um, Forest Service. Uh, we had the Chamber of Commerce. We had people from the city of Leavenworth, uh, local Cascade Hospital, uh, Chelan County Fire District 3, uh, Lake Wenatchee Fire and Rescue. Uh, I know that there's some other people in and out and around. It was a large group. The, the, the room was full. And I think a couple of the common themes, Randy, here was one is how do we get the word out to prevent uh, the drownings in our local rivers? As one is we want everybody on the rivers to be wearing personal flotation devices, right? Because that is one of the probably the best way to manage and mitigate uh, these drownings and these incidents. But the other piece is that you need to know your waterways. If you're not familiar with the river and or even the time of year, what the water flow is, a lot of people come out and they'll see a nice glistening flat piece of water and they think, oh, let's go buy a, a flotation uh, floaty down to Walmart or your local ha- hardware store or somewhere. And then they run up and they jump in and just downstream is this class five or class six that's uh, even beyond a professional athlete's participation level. Uh, and then we have this tragic event. And, and I want to get a little graphic here because I think it's important for our listeners uh, to understand the force of white water and what it can bring in and around our area here uh, in the in the right or wrong conditions, however you want to put it. But, you know, one of our drown- drownings, we've had four um, freshwater drownings uh, year to date. Uh, we had uh, one in Lake Chelan with a kayaker who uh, is under some suspicious circumstances. We just don't know exactly what happened there. We had the young uh, teenager up the Inuit River that was hiking, slipped and fell in. Tragic situation. Obviously, they weren't wearing a flotation device, um, but you can never be too safe in and around those raging whitewater rivers. And then uh, we had uh, a, a drowning. I think it was up the Little Wenatchee. Uh, this is where a person was actually had some experience. Uh, they put their raft in, uh, had flotation device. What they weren't uh, and didn't plan for was they weren't familiar with the river. And just downriver was a fairly large waterfall and some extreme whitewater uh, raft uh, um, area. And uh, both men came out of the raft. Uh, One was able to get to safety and uh, the other one was not. And what I'm talking about the graphic of is that in, in Randy, I've been to multiple drownings when I worked the field and was on patrol in the Tumwater Canyon, Wenatchee River and different things. Uh, and they're in, under those extreme conditions. I've seen it multiple times where the victim, the drowning victim, uh, even though he had proper 
uh, I would say, uh, planned flotation devices, that water ripped their PFDs, that personal flotation device, that life jacket, it took their swim gear off. And so when, when the person is recovered, they're, they're, they're literally stripped naked and, and their body has been beat and scarred up and bruised because of the pounding and the force of that water. Now, I know that's a, that's a very um, graphic picture to paint, but I think it's important for our listeners to know the force of this water and, and the respect that we need to have for it. Well, Brian, we appreciate that. And it's, we, we feel like, you know, it's really something we can't bring up too often. Mm-hmm. And to let the public here in Chelan County know about this, Thank you for that. And thank you for reviewing the uh, statewide crime stats as well. Yeah. And we got a weekend coming up, Brian. Hope you're able to enjoy it a little bit. Enjoy some of the sunshine. And uh, from all of us here at the Lowdown, we want to say thank you for your service. And please, if you can, as you run across your deputies and your officers and your staff, wish them the best from all of us here. Yeah. And as we leave you, I just want to again reiterate, uh, if you're going to be out uh, utilizing and enjoying our recreational areas here with our freshwater rivers, because they, they are amazing, they are refreshing, please know your waterways, know what's downstream, prepare, plan ahead so you can have a safe uh, and enjoyable river season. All right. Thanks for putting a bow on that, Brian. We appreciate you. And uh, thanks again for joining us on The Lowdown. Thanks, Randy. Everybody stay safe and stay cool. All right, I'm your host, Randy Rhodes, for the Chelan County Sheriff's Office Lowdown for Thursday, July 28th. Have a great weekend, everyone, and we'll see you next time, Brian. Thank you.